everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strether. I'm Sean Spencer. Back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. ไอ้ชอตสเปนเซอร์แอนดิสอิสเลทส์ทอล์คฟุตบอลเวลคัมแบ็กเวลคัมแบ็กเวลคัมแบ็กเย้เย้ยูออลรีโนว์วิดิส
I mean, he was a dual threat guy. And finally, they ended up moving him over at, at wide receiver. And 1866 and 1967 at wide receiver for the first time led the league in receiving. Okay, my man was the truth. Played with Sonny Jerkinson, dominated the league several years, helped Washington get to the playoffs in 71, 72, 73, 74, and 1976. Caught the game, uh, two touchdowns against Dallas Cowboys in the 1972 NFC Championship game, helped propel us to Super Bowl seven. Where unfortunately we couldn't get it done against the undefeated Miami Dolphins. You know, it went undefeated, but still great, great year. Ended up retiring in 70, uh, 78. Okay. Then in 81, went on to help Washington on the coaching staff under Joe Gibbs. Stuck with him till Richie Pettibone left or got fired in 93. So he gave three decades to this team. Ducted in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Arizona State Hall of Fame. Mm. I mean, my guy's a legend, man. My guy's a legend. If you don't know him, Charlie Taylor. Uh, this is the Black History moment, guys. Ha, 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 do you guys, if you guys remember Charlie Taylor? I, I always watched all the videos and all the NFL film stuff when I was younger. So I always saw him. But did you guys ever remember Charlie? Slightly. Slightly. I mean, it was before our time, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, uh, you got to check the history book. Hey, you got to check everybody on the screen. <laughs> but all respects to this man, for real. Like, this dude, like, uh, just checking out his stats. Um, I mean, well, he, if he like, was a pro uh, Hall of Fame by 1984. When he, when he retired, he had the most catches and uh, by any receiver in NFL history, that was then broke by Steve Largent, who then got his record broken by Art Monk. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Shout out to Art Monk. So it all comes back. <laughs> but Charlie Taylor was the truth. And let me tell you, look at those videos. I I was watching the NFL Films uh, video right before we actually came on. Charlie Taylor was uh, he had a a running back's physique. And running back's body and was natural at running back because what he did all through high school and college. But then in the pros, when they turn him to receiver, so he'd be catching little short outs or little slants and then just uh, just dominating folks and scoring touchdowns. I mean, this I mean, guy he's got was high numbers even for the league this year, right? I mean, just looking at his stats now, having what 100 or over a thousand yards rushing yards, period. He's he for how long he played, he's got way more, way more yards than anybody in this league. He was so, a good receiver. We got to shout him out. Definitely salute to him. Um, love him. Charlie Taylor. There my, um, my like, why he's kind of sort of special to me was his wife was a first grade teacher at Drainsville Elementary School. Well, oh, no, he can't bring up her then. He didn't bring it. He went history on all of us. So, so she would bring in his receiver gloves, and of course, you know your kids, and so but but you'd just be like, oh my gosh, his hands are huge, and every while she would she would wear his jersey, you know, as a little like dress that you know was big. Yeah, so I, I always I've always enjoyed seeing those highlights of him, and brings me back to the days as a Drainsville Dragon. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Drainsville Dragons and all four of us share that Herndon love 
<laughs> All four of us are in the area. Definitely. Definitely. So, yo, with no further ado, we're going to go ahead and move on this jam-packed show today. And we're going to start with, with as we, as you know, we've been going through the offseason, talking about our decisions and the moves and the things that we think should happen or the things that we also think that why what will happen in Washington. This week, we're going to focus on some running backs, on the running backs. So I'm going to send it, send it over to Will. Topic number one, Will's corn man, Washington running back situation. What's going on, yeah. man? So going into this season, I don't think I've ever been so excited for a set of running backs for us to have. And the problem is, I was thinking about, you know, you got Darius Geis coming back from injury, and he's had some, some moments. Uh, you got Adrian Peterson coming back, who's going to be able to continue getting all those yards and running hard and being that instant. Had a rookie that they drafted, Antonio Gibson, who, you know, you kind of figured they would bring along slowly, we thought. Um, McKissick is his pass catcher. So I really thought, like, we've got our, ourselves a stacked set of running backs. And especially because the last couple of years, I, you know, I was thinking that we had some sorry backs. Years <laughs> of Rob Kelly leading us. Mm. I did not know this. In 2017, that Samaje P. Ryan was our leading rusher. That's mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And thank, thank goodness that Doug Williams saved the team in 2018 by calling up his boy Adrian Peterson when guys went down with the torn ACL and said, come on in, we're going to work you out. And he came in as a starting back in 2018 and even 2019. So looking forward to the offseason. Have no idea how they're going to carry the load, how they're going to share it. And then all of a sudden training camp, training camp comes. And, like, before training camp comes, the news of Darius Geis with another domestic violence um, situation. So he's gone. All right? Rightfully so. Had enough. This was this was his rap sheet coming out of college. Can't have it. Ron sent him back. And then the shocker of all shockers, it was a Friday morning, wake up, um, look at my phone, and they say, Adrian Peterson is going to be cut. You know, so here, like I said, you know, I'm going into the offseason saying, here we got this this a whole bunch of talent, more talent than we know what to do with. And now AP's gone. And and I remember just being shocked. And I knew I heard the reporters talk about how Gibson was coming on. They were seeing something from him, then that he was going to play a, a larger role than they initially thought. So they're okay, all right. Well, the, you know, he's going to play more, but then not week one starter, you know. Um, I knew that Gip McKissick was someone they saw as like this under the radar guy, and he caught over 80 balls this year, so he really ended up being quite a threat. Um, but it's still like they cut they cut AP, they cut a, a future Hall of Famer. Um, but when I thought about it, you know, there was there were some things I liked about it. First and foremost, I liked the philosophy that Ron and Scott Turner were coming up with, and what they were saying is they wanted versatility from their running backs. And if you think about that, really is today's age. You know, I love AP. I love watching these last few years. But come on now, when he was in there, you knew he was either going to get the ball or play action. You knew he wasn't going to be a receiving threat. So there was some, there was a lot of predictability out of it. It reminded me of those days when we used to trot out Logan Paulson at tight end, and you knew what was coming. We're running the dang ball, you know, every single, and we're running to his side too. You know, it just you know it was just one of those things where. It was just such a predictable offense the last couple of years. So that got me excited. It also showed that they were sticking with the, the, you know, Ron's trying to change the culture. 
and he's saying how nobody's spot is safe. If, you, if you're going to cut Adrian Peterson, you're letting that whole team know, I expect you to work hard, and, and I expect you to fit in our system. And if you're not going to fit in our system, then we're not going to need you. Um, and then also he, he talked about competition, competition, competition. And he really – he played out, and they decided, hey, this is the group that, that we got. Um, I think it, it turned out to be a, you know, a blessing. Gibson, I think, surprised everybody um, with room to grow. Uh, McKissick really surprised me more. And I actually think they should use him as a running back more than they do. Um, and then Peyton Barber, you know, the reporters kept saying they like him. They like him. I, I don't know what they were seeing. I mean, I didn't see it. And if you see it, for carry. It's not impressive. Although one thing I will say about Peyton Barber, when you need a yard, he finds a way to get that one yard. He can squiggle and then dive, and then he gets it. And that's what I mean. The, he the coach he has the coach's tr- um, trust, and 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 I think that's why he sticks around. Where he's not dynamic, but he's that he's that steady guy for them. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is is to see what happens with Bryce Love's rehab. I mean, they mm. are two years in a row, and he had a pretty devastating ACL injury. It seems like he's really had a hard time coming back from it. So he's kind of an unknown. You know, is he really going to have that burst? And they, you know, he came back in training camp. They gave him an opportunity. He didn't have it yet. The knee was not cooperating. So you, you assume if they're going to keep him for two years on IR, they see something out of him. They they, they want to see a little bit more, but they must see some little bits. But you just you don't know if that knee is going to hold up, but I mean, I think it's, it's it, what turned out to be, you know, real strength and also kind of a shocker. You know, we really got, got fortunate that we had, they had some real talent, you know, they brought in. I'm curious from you guys, you know, what was your thoughts when AP got, got cut? Were you expecting it? Were you, were you hurt as I was? Like, what, what uh, was My heart, my heart dropped. I had his Jersey. I was ready to go to practice squad and get it signed by him. Everything. <laughs> they told me that he got cut, and I was like, "This is yeah. killing me." Yeah. Ab, you wanna go? Um, I expected it, like for real. Like I, I was calling it and everything like that. Like, um, I thought. I was more surprised by the uh, Darius Dice release myself, but the Adrian Peterson thing, I um, I called it. I knew that was going to happen. We had too many running backs, and just like you said, we were predictable when Adrian Peterson was in the game. Like the ball was caught mm-hmm. off. Adrian Peterson is not an effective running back unless he gets 30 carries a game. And you know what I'm saying? How can you be diverse if, if that's – if the one if the one player that you know is going to be put in and you know he's going to be running the ball like nah you can't do that and mm-hmm. I, I mean I saw that coming I actually saw a week prior to his release no no lie Cheryl. um and honestly I was okay with it I really was uh with uh what we were talking about before Sean um how you don't want our offense to be RPO. I think a little bit RPO is okay in the offense. I don't think it's a strictly RPO, but if you mix it in with a traditional offense, let's go, bro. Let's go. Like that's awesome. That's an awesome game plan. Keep it unpredictable. That's what's being in right. offense. Right. 
And I, you know, I honestly, I, I, you know, I go back to that, but I, I agree. I agree with you about, I, I, I was hurt. First of all, with the AP thing, when he got released, I, it, I was like, dog, man. Cause I had started to, he had been with us for that year. He had done what he did. And I was kind of like, all right, I'm on his little team. And the, when he got released was what got me. Cause we kind of got into it with, okay, this guy is going to be our number one guy. We kind of were ready to go regardless of we know that he needs to warm it up like an old car. You need yeah. to sit up there and sit there for 10, 20 minutes till it gets going, but eventually it'll get going. But with the offense, with how we've incorporated McKissick with always running that motion and then playing off of that. And with going back to the RPO, like you and I talked about, Ab, I, I definitely think it's, it's for the business side. It was better to have moved on from him. Yeah. Um, it stunk. I'm not gonna lie, and I and um, Anton, I'm right there with you, man. And from a fan side, I was like, "Dang, man!" Like I, because because the first year I was kind of off on him because I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna get excited about him because this guy, man, he can fall apart at any time." Kind of like how I look at Alex. And then he got through the first year. He did good. He everybody was cool. He was the leader in the locker room. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm on board. Let's go. And then they release him. That's why I see, man, I can't. <laughs> you know, like, like, we were talking about this a long time ago, Sean, but it's like Trent Williams had brought basically Adrian Peterson to our team when they went to go work out in the summer. And they were training together. And I was like, Sean, watch. We're going to get AP to the team. And then, like, a month later, they signed. And so with that, like, he carried that momentum. Like, all right, he was ready to start working with his with his teammates and stuff like that. And Trey Williams leaves. Now he's there by himself. And it's like, like Will said, he was predictable because he couldn't, he wasn't out for running furball or catching passes. He was in, he was in running the ball. And that was it. Yeah, and, he don't even block, bro. Like, come on, man. Like that that's too predictable, bro. <laughs> I mean, you caught you caught him for more of like the five years ago, Adrian Peterson, like right, he right. was a beast. You know, he was a Marshawn Lynch when he was playing at his best. But now it's that's not even the game anymore. Like you have to be multi, you have to be a multi-talented running back to stay in the game. Right. There, there's only one Derrick Henry right now. Everyone else is looking for the, the versatile guys. And, you know, and, and you were saying you know, he needs all these carries to get going and really start wearing down the defense, but that wasn't going to be this offense. And so, like, it stung, but they were right to do what they did. Right. Yeah. Y'all too sentimental, bro. Like, yes. I, 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 I don't see y'all sitting there like, oh, right, right, right. I was crying, man. I was crying. I saw that news come around. I started hugging my pillow. When it comes to this, man, like honestly, let people go if they're not gonna do what they're supposed to do for real. Hey, I get you, I get you. Yo, straight up, shout out. We got a couple people watching us. Shout out, man, our man Eddie Hubbard. Yo, he was like, Stephen A gonna tell Abdul to put a suit on. He thinks he's swag dude. Stephen A, Stephen A can keep a part of my. my uh, <laughs> yeah, yo, I'm not gonna say it, yo, I'm not gonna say it man. I don't even. <laughs> we talk gotta move on. Can't even talk. Yo, we got. <laughs> yo, we gotta move on, man. Topic number two. I'm so glad to have my man back. Thank you, Will, for topic number one. Thank you for that in-depth look at the running back circle. 
Uh, I'm so glad to have my man Anton back, man. He's nope. gonna hit me. We've been nope. Anton, man. <laughs> this guy, you gonna keep clowning him. This <laughs> man is gonna keep clowning him. <laughs> Yo, he's and he gonna bring us that too, in-depth look. Yo, <laughs> he gonna bring us that in-depth look. And I may. Oh no, that's not it. And Antonio Gibson. Get so, and, hey, and one right to you, man. What's up? So, I'm bringing to the table Antonio Gibson and bringing some facts about this guy. Third year was drafted number 66, so he wasn't a high pick for us from the get go, but he earned his right. And basically, with the first year totals that he brought to us, he had 170 carries, not a whole lot for our first first team running back 750 795 yards on the season with 11 touchdowns that's actually a pretty good average for a person or for a running back that wasn't in but 14 games mm-hmm. or two of them he was out for injury mm-hmm. so taking those stats that he had from all our previous running backs that we had that will brought up you had um Alfred Morris, Clinton Portis, Adrian Peterson. This man had stats higher than average than hot than basically all of them. Alfred Morris is the only person that he could compete with. And uh, I, I I looked up the stats on everybody. So I was I was trying to see how good he compared to. First year stats, Alfred Morris, hundred. 35 attempts, had an average of 4.8. That's pretty darn hot for a first mm-hmm. time with Washington. Portis, 343 attempts with 3.8 average. Gibson had 170 with 4.6 average. Peterson had 251 with a 4.2 average. That's pretty darn for how they did the first year and mm-hmm. him having – 11 touchdowns. Alfred Morris only had 13. They all basically helped our team to more than a 500 average, which is helping the stats and facts now. Because if it wasn't for Gibson getting, you know, four, uh, was it five games over 100 or uh, over 75 yards, all of them in win categories, it's tough to have a running back have over 100 yards and not win the game. Mm. So when we give him the ball, it helps our team out in winning the game. And I think in contribution, he does produce very good average with the yards after carry with receiving as well. Mm-hmm. He's definitely helped with McKen or got help with McKenzie doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but him and McKenzie trading off and on, on these plays for the Washington team, he's just shined being able to get those eight yards, those seven yards that we really needed. Showing his two biggest games was Dallas, both of them. He had 115 in one game, 128 in the second in the in the second game. He was a monster. You can't Mm -hmm. stop something like that. And he what had three touchdowns against the first game against Dallas. Nobody could stop him. He was averaging 7.8 yards per carry. You can't stop a train like that. 
but he's producing those numbers. He's not he's not trying to show he can only get like two yards here, three yards. He's making those big yard games. Mm-hmm. I think he could have maybe two or three more years solid with us, especially with Ron Ware getting more confidence in him. If he keeps on using R2 of Gibson and McKenzie, we're going to be a good – we're going to have a great backfield with those two gaining. And I think, you know, I think our confidence between having him as our running back is growing, which he might – he'll get, you know, those 300 carries maybe next year. He's not going to be like a Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. But can I, can I fantasize that he could get that way? Heck yeah. Yeah. So – you know, I don't know in in ways of him being a receiver, more the 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 uh, the receiving yards that he might get, but I think he could be our standalone running back there. I really do. You guys have any input on that? I, d- I definitely think he benefits um, from having. McKissick and the way that that offense runs because with McKissick crossing going all over like the Rams offense where they always have the guy in motion I think that definitely puts a freeze on it but Gibson is a good back Gibson mm-hmm. is a definitely a solid back man and and I, I think like one of the things that hurt us late was when he was hurt not yes. having that running game because like you said against Dallas both times he was solid yeah, his Home biggest games, games was like Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and both Dallas games. He mm-hmm. did it against New. He had a semi semi good game against New York. He still scored two touchdowns, but he didn't have the yards to to really profit from that. And when you have a running back like him that can produce over seventy five yards, he shows it, and it makes the whole team go right behind him. And we had the great O line working. We had a good one this year, which helped. We had a consistent O-line. We didn't have, you know, Moses Malone every play, every out or out every play. So he was consistently having the right people in to know when he could do that A to B gap and cut back, like he could know where they were going to be. He didn't have to worry about the new guy that was going to be the tackle on the next play. That helped him focus on how to run. Right. Right. That's key because because having the same guys in there instead of thinking, OK, who's coming in now? Who's and that's that's what we we gonna have to focus on, on making sure we solidify that line so that we keep a guy like Gibson, you yes. know, and because he's going to take pressure off. I know where we all stand and we're about to get into this, or how we feel about certain things. I know where we stand on Alex Smith, but. We cannot overlook the fact that having a healthy running game with Antonio Gibson bought us a lot of time with Alex Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Between McKissick and Gibson, that definitely took a lot of heat off of Alex Smith and whichever other quarterback was in there. You yeah, know, that play option had Alex a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yo, definitely, yo, shout out to Anton. Definitely appreciate you bringing that to us. Oh, Ab, man, what you think, man? About Gibson? No, I think he's the truth, man. Like my, my man is the truth for real. Um, I think he's gonna be like uh, Anton said. He's gonna be standalone running back. I, uh, a year or two, he's gonna be the, one of the top running backs in the league, man. Just give him time. I think that um, 
they had McKissick there to kind of uh, alleviate like responsibility kind of from him, like not put so much pressure on him. But yeah. when McKissick is gone uh, after next year, bro, I'm trying to tell you, he's going to be, I want to say top, top 10, top five running back. No oh, lie. Oh, and yeah. all, and if, especially if we do what we, what I think we'll do as far as, Adding to the offensive line, making the offensive line better, bro. Nasty. And if we get a capable uh, quarterback, it's it. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's I'm a wrap. Calling it now. He's gonna beat Alfred Morris's single year record. I right. bet. I can see it. I can see I it. I can see it. Look, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, any anytime a man could run in the end zone against Dallas and, and floss that floss right here like gets it did and just running that end zone. Oh, I ride with you, boy. I ride with you. My <laughs> man was flossing to the, uh. yes. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Antonio Gibson, man. He's a monster. Hopefully, hey, hopefully stays healthy. Those mm-hmm. health issues towards the end of the year. That turf, what is it? What did he have turf toe? Turf toe. But how many yeah. people, how many people get turf toe and come back? I couldn't believe that he was able to to make it make it back like that. I think I mean I, for everything you all said the, the, with me what was so impressive is this guy was a wide receiver in college. Yes. And so he he got converted to running back. You know, right he had a running. Right. So it's like if he can do what he did in year one where he's still learning and they kept talking about that. All the, well there's more yards out there. He just got to keep learning and trusting his blocks or seeing things. So the sky's the limit for this guy cuz I mean already year one was super impressive. It's just like, you know, Get yourself a number 24 jersey. It's worth it. That's right. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm yeah. going to get that. <laughs> can, yeah. we, can we say yeah. how big this man is? Like, honestly, he don't even look like he's not even a running back size. For real. Yeah. Like, six, two, he's cut. He's two, cut. Yeah. And he falls forward all the time. First yes. tackle. Exactly. That is the most exactly. important thing right there. He's I mean, that's huge, what we need. bro. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm saying, hey. Hey, if he, hopefully he keeps dominating. I'll definitely pick up that jersey. Might even have to get some fronts so I can hunt in the show and just shine on y'all. Just like, uh. <laughs> definitely yeah. got to do it. Yo, but we got to move on, ladies and gentlemen. And here's a topic that I know you guys have been looking forward to. We started a new topic last week, and it got us going. <laughs> got us going. We made a commercial over it, and we're going we gonna to come back to it. Topic number three, ladies and gentlemen, like it, love it. Or hate it, hated it, right? <laughs> Yo, and look, you already know who's hating it. it. Uh-huh. Right, we already. What you talking about? And this, and look. <laughs> Yo, and this topic, man, we gonna put up a couple topics, and we're all gonna give our our true opinions on how we feel, whether we like it, whether we love it, love it, or whether we hate it. We're gonna tell you the truth, and we're not gonna hold back. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this. And I'm going to send it right below, right down to Ab first, because I know how he feels about this. How you feel? Like it, love it, or hate it, man? Resign Brandon Sheriff. Uh, oh, man. Like, I, I hate it, man. I, I do. I do. Is he one of the best guards in the league? Absolutely. But to me, to me, nah, man. Like, I'm not fitting a spin a good chunk of change on this man just to be a guard. And that's 
like, dude, I can't, I can't see, see myself doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, he's going to command a lot of money. And especially after that franchise tag, it's just, I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not, not at all. Like we, will I be mad if we re-sign him? No, but I'm going to just be, I'm just honest. Like, I think we could, he can. I think we got some guys on the team that can fill in at guard and we, we, we manage through it. You know what I'm saying? Until we find another one. That's just me. All right. Will, what you got? L O V E. Give him the money. So it's for, for basically what you're saying. He, so he will be, he is right now, and he will be one of the highest paid guards in the league. Five highest paid guards. And traditionally, guards don't make that type of money. The left tackles do, guards get underneath. So we are, it's a, it's a little bit of an anomaly to be paying a guard that much. My reasons for keeping him is you're already this year committing that money to him, and we still have a big cap. So we've already kind of been maneuvering with that big number. And I think it's more of if you don't keep him, who are you going to replace him with? And, and I don't think we have that on the roster. And I don't think that is that is something we should be focusing on right now. I think we should solidify it. He works well with Morgan Moses, right to his right. They're a good tandem. And I think we're over – I think we're, we're de-emphasizing defensive tackles and how impactful that rush up the middle is in a quarterback's face, in a running back's face. And I actually think guards need to actually get a little more love than they do to stop that rush up the middle. Everyone focuses on the outside. And so I would completely re-sign him. I'd give him money. He's everything you want in a player. Um, I'm concerned about his injury history, but I just I don't think there's anything better out there right now. That's what I was going to say. For 10 games, he's everything you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Go ahead. And you know, for real, like, from, from my standpoint, like that's what I was going to point out was those 10 games – he was the baddest guard that was on the field. But, like, can you really say he deserves that much money if he's not going to be all 16 games? You know, we have that consistency of not having an O-line all there, not even 14 games in a year. So do we pay him top five if he's not even going to be there 10 games? Like, I, I, I like him because he's – been one of the greats. He's blocked extremely well. He when he pulls and he gets to that second level, it, I mean it's unbelievable. Like he crushes the the defensive tackles and the linebackers when he gets there. But those injuries, like Will says, they come back to haunt you when you put so much money into somebody, and you already know that they're already injury prone. Mm-hmm. With him, I can I, I like it. I'm I'm close to loving it, but not just because of those injuries and those ten games. I can't I can't love so it. So would you do it? Would you resign? Uh, to a big, big contract. I mean, we're talking. He's looking at like four years. Yeah. I mean, if you were to give him a contract, it'd be like a two year contract, though. No, it's got to be. He's big not going to sign it. Got to be a tag. You're either going to get him for one year or you're getting him for four to five. And I'd only have him for one. You'd tag him once more? Yeah. I'd just tag him. Just, that would be like, that would be like, 
his profit year? Like, can he prove himself to stay? Not mm. let's go ahead and give him the money so that he can fail. Yeah. Like, I think in a business standpoint, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pull the RG three. Let's give him, dump him a whole bunch of money so that he has injuries two years later. Mm. Honestly, I what you got, Ab? Uh, is signing a free agent um, a possibility? Like you know, what I'm saying like someone serviceable. If if he's not, if our well, possible, ours, it's possible. Here, let's sign a, a a cheaper one. You know what I'm saying? Like it's what. Listen, what I think we should do is I think we should take the man and we should trade him. <laughs> Get him out of Washington or release him. Get the money and go to get other people. The reason why I'm saying this, so I I, I, I hate the sign up because of I'm thinking about the money. And yeah. I love the ability. I love what he brings to the table. But open that cap space. That consistency of being on the field and you're constantly getting hurt. And I feel like if we can get him out, and and I I would rather go draft. I see what you're saying, Ab, with going to the free agency and everything. But then you might be getting another another player with similar situations that might have his own injury history or his own stuff like that. So I would look into the draft potentially. Um, I don't. I don't want him back personally because he's been he got, he got to stay on the field right now, and that's that's such, that can ruin a season not being on the field. So right. that's where I stand. My concern and with all that money on the cap, like, like that's a dagger to the heart for real, man. It, it look for me, if it wasn't, I, I understand about the money, but if he stayed on for a full 16 or even 14 or 15, I'm good with it. We need to pay somebody like that to have them on a the team. But if you cannot be on the field, like if you're getting hurt, that's killing me. What's he you know what I mean? Because we, we, Huh? Was he hurt this year? I mean, I know the previous two years he. Yeah. Like, I thought he played all games this year. Didn't know. No, you're right. He he got hurt and he yeah. came back, but he missed it right. time. Yeah, my concern is they they got lucky this off season. They signed a who know Wes Schweitzer and put him at and he you know. But I don't think you're going to get lucky getting that guy every single year. You don't know. Yeah. And my concern now this is a new a new regime, but we've drafted a Wes Martin. He sucks. We drafted a Ross Pierschbacher. You know, we've drafted some interior linemen in, in the past couple of years. Drawn Christian as a left tackle, we haven't produced them. So that's why it's like, yeah, you're right. Philosophies of it's too much money. We can draft somebody. We can sign someone. I just I don't know if you're going to get the same talent impact right. that he can be. Yeah. I got you. I got you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. So still under the topic of like it, love it, or hate it. Will, I'm going to come to you first. Washington oh. signing Marcus Mariota. No. How you feel, Will? Oh. How you feel, Will? I <laughs> hate this guy. <laughs> I think he's garbage. And I don't see, I don't see what, so the problem that I have with it is I think you have who he is. You have in Taylor Heineke right now. He played one game and impressed. Who he could be, you have right now in Kyle Allen. I don't think he's anything different than those two. Um, and I, I do think, I keep saying, Kyle Allen will be back and he will be have a chance to be the starter. 
And so I don't see it worth it, especially learning today that he has escalators in his contract where if Marcus Mariota plays 60% of your games as a starter, he gets million-dollar bonuses to where he could get up to $18 million in a year to be your starting quarterback. I'm sorry, but I don't think we talk about money. I don't think he is going to be worth that type of money because I don't think he's going to – he's not going to get you from 7 to 9 to 10 and 6. He can keep you at 7 and 9, go 6 and 10, 7 and 9 next year, but I think the other guys on the roster can. Um, I think he had his chance in Tennessee. He had two different coaching staffs, and the one – the second one shipped him out. I think he had a great, like, exciting game in Oakland. But, uh, no, please, absolutely hate that. No, don't, no. <laughs> Yo, Anton, going to you, man. What you, what you got, man? I, I, I've got to go with my boy Will, man. Like, <laughs> that, that the, look, the only, the only thing I can look forward to him is his mental with knowing how many incentives he can have going throughout this year, you know, reading into the story of him, like he has to get over our seven wins and he can get like a 200 grand bonus every game he wins after that. And then from there, it just skyrockets if he gets to the playoffs, if he gets to the Super Bowl. So if you hear that, you go into the locker room like, hey, you know, you get certain, certain this, you get more if you do better than what we get. And that's as the game, as the next game, the next game progresses. I think mentally he would be like, okay, I get I get money for doing this. I get more money? Okay. But at the same time, we have to buy out Oakland from him. So that's already $10 million we're already buying him out for from the get-go. That's a lot when we already have to pay uh, Alex Smith 14. I hate the fact that he only played one, started one game last year. It was one hell of a game against L.A., but do I feel that he deserves the amount of money? Nah. I'm going to hate this decision for how he's ranked as of last year to try and start with Heineke. I don't think he's going to take that spot over. And honestly, yo, real quick, before before you add, I'm going to go real quick. I hate it. I do not like it, okay? Honestly, I feel like, like I mean, I, I got to piggyback off what you guys were saying. He had opportunities in Tennessee. He, I think a lot of times we go on the fact that he was, you know, the, high, the top pick in the draft. He was that guy. You know what I mean? We were just like, oh, my goodness, you know, and we hope for him to succeed. I just don't think. I think he he he's good. Like like you were saying, Anton. I think he's you know seven and nine to nine and seven, ten and six. Eh, you know he'll have some good yards. He'll do this, but this guy like he's not consistent. He's he's just he's not anything that jumps off the page to me right now. Like I understand when he first came into the league, that was one thing. But now, like if he can't, and like we said, he can't. He didn't beat out Carr. Like. Come on, we were talking about cars last week. Garbage. Yo, so I'm like, listen, I, I personally, I, I hate it. I do not want them to pick him up because um, I don't think that really improves our quarterback room. I think it just adds another member to the thing. So, Ab, what's up, man? How you feel? Okay. Um, I hate you all because I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that, like, this <laughs> – 
guys, you guys are on some other other stuff to me. Because to me, okay, so one thing, I think y'all expectations are too high. You know what I'm saying? It's like with my man, like better than Alex Smith. Like that alone is why you you go after this man. I loved it. I love Marcus Mariota, but let me put this caveat right there. But not at his current contract. I I don't like that that contract. Just like he but uh, Will you said, eighteen million is he has the potential of making eighteen million. That's if he wins the Super Bowl, dude. Like it's like you, I'll on, take man. that. I'm sorry. I'll take that. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if he wins the Super Bowl, he, he should get that money for real. <laughs> but that's that he oh, that's that's. That's the incentive of his contract. So we can't sit there and be like, oh, it's 18 million. But I, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't like the contract that it is. Like, just uh, agreeing with you guys, we need to change change that contract in order for it to be uh, uh, Washington football friendly. Um, that means we would re- we have to re sign him. And so you extend him? Yeah, I think we would. Mm-hmm. I honestly, to me, I think he fits our offense perfectly. And mm-hmm. to me, is like that's what we were missing. It's a, a mobile quarterback to actually I could see that. make that extra time in order to make these passes. And um, the one, one, two games uh, Kyle Allen had. Uh, he actually looked like he had a little something in the in the tank, like he was. Doing yeah. okay, and right. so me, I think uh, Marcus Mariota adds a little umph to that, and that's why I like I like Marcus Mariota just like I like Damus Winston. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I but I like he's, he's more because he won't cost us any money for trade, or and I'm sorry, any uh, draft picks. For a trade, James mm-hmm. Winston can just get off yeah. of free agency. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, John, to rebuttal your, he couldn't even beat Derek Carr. Everyone sleeps on Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? This I man been throwing four thousand yards. I agree. Like yes. how is he sleeping on this dude? And then yes. be like, well, we can't even beat out Derek. Carr. Come yes. on, man, are you serious? Uh-huh. Derek Carr has had be- luck on his side. Who's Derek Carr throwing you? What's up? Thank you. Yo, Josh Jacobs, Waller, uh, Crabtree. These are solid receivers. <laughs> Derek, that's regardless. He's still doing four thousand yards, mm-hmm. and we don't give this man. So is Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So is Kirk Cousins. He's still doing four thousand yards. Look, we already know about curse cousins. So that's another subject that we ain't even about to touch right now. They're, they're we, already, <laughs> we already know. <laughs> I will give you this about Mariota. You touched on, on 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 one thing that you are completely right about. So to give him, since I don't like him though, but he would bring something to the offense that that is there that they like. I do think they want someone who can make something out of nothing like Heineke did in that playoff game when there wasn't anything open. And, and, and Mariota can do that. He can buy time. He can run a little bit. The other thing that I think he brings 
is quality character and leadership. And Ron really values that. It's why he likes Alex Smith so much. Because and, and, and you know Mariota's not gonna be a knucklehead, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. So I can see why they're intrigued by him. I just I, I want nothing to do with it. And I don't want anything to do with that 10 million a year. Right. <laughs> right. Well, switching switching from Mariota, somebody out out of house, to somebody in-house, and I'll start like it, love it, or hate it, releasing Alex Smith. I'm going to tell you, this was difficult for me personally, but at the same time, it wasn't because I like it. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. I think we should get rid of him. Not for the cap money, not anything like that. Just because it was cringeworthy every time I saw him play this year. And I was like, uh-oh, that leg's going to get him. When I saw that first time he got sacked and Aaron Donald jumped on his back, I thought it was over right then. So I don't, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, I love his leadership of all of our quarterbacks. I don't think any one of the other quarterbacks could have beat the Steelers and led us to that victory. Not necessarily because of biggest win of the year. Not not because of his ability, but more because of he. There's a calm, mental, and there's a calm. I mean, if you look at him and he's playing on one leg, basically, oh yeah, we're gonna be all right. So I, I want him there. Like I want him in the locker room. I love what he brings, but. I, I got to be honest. He gave us everything he had this year. He was he was having issues towards the end of the year. I'm like, look, man, go back, be with your family. You got comeback player of the year. You've had a great career. Go enjoy your life, man. Keep it moving. Uh, Ab, I'm bringing it to you, man. Like it, love it, or hate it. I love it. Let's go. Get him out of here. For real, man. Like, this dude needs to be gone. Like, honestly, if we could have done it two years ago after he broke his leg, I said, let's do it. Honestly, it sounds heartless. Cold as a... a yeah. Ice cold. I'm you got anything in here? Come on now. <laughs> man, I don't even understand what y'all doing right now. Like, Oh no, AP! Why y'all release AP? Shut up! Like, just, like for real, get get him out of here, man! Like that fourteen million alone is so so enticing to me. Like, get this man out of here so we can put something together. Like with Ron, he probably got three people in mind. For that fourteen million alone, you know what I'm saying? Like that, right there. Like that to me is like it's to build our team and make our team better. Mm-hmm. Sean, you said it's not not because of the money. For me, it is because of the money. Like mm-hmm. if you're not gonna do your do what you came here to do, then we got to release you, bro. Yeah. And it's like honestly, I appreciate everything you've done. This is no disrespect at all. This is like. But it's purely about what's best for the team. And seeing right. Alex Smith is what's best for the team. Like it, like it will. Yeah, yeah. I, I can look at the money because if he's on the if he's on the team next year, right now, it's $24 million. You cut him, you've got, you know, they're gonna get hit with the dead cap, I think, of eight, but you've got the 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 14 million to put towards a player. What if that's a receiver? What if that's a linebacker that they desperately need? You know, what if that does co- don't go towards uh, extending Brandon Sheriff? You know, and you got you still got some wiggle room. So I I, I just think that the the numbers make sense. 
And then I also say, even with the idea of he's willing to restructure and lower, I just think, like like Sean was saying, like we saw what he did. It was an amazing story. I, I it's I mean he's so inspirational, and I think he he made his teammates better by they saying like you know look what he's doing. But the team would be in better shape without, as a player standpoint, I think they need to move on and find other other options. Man. I don't care about what none of y'all think. <laughs> I don't care about what none of y'all think. Look, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. My team. Look, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yes, it hurts with the cap space of, you know, business-wise of what's going on. But you got to think what's going on in that locker room. How many times has somebody given up on the team and walked out on it? And if we do this to this guy that just got comeback player of the year, Helped his all his receivers, you know, up their game completely on the field and showed that morale throughout the locker room. I would want to keep him if he restructures it. I don't think he's worth the 24, but I still want to keep him. I want that our team, I, I want to know that our team trusts a quarterback that's already been there knows them, knows their routes, knows how they play, and is able to read that. And whether or not he stays there to help Heineke grow some more, I'm all for that. Let Heineke, you know, learn him for like another four games. And then and then start Heineke. Next thing you know, you've got a, 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 a proverb right there. You know, Alex was such a diligent and successful quarterback with uh, Percentage-wise, the throws, his attempts is remarkable for any quarterback. He's average. He was almost averaging what fifty-three percent of his passes throughout the whole year, which is a pretty big deal. And you've got to understand, this dude would throw like three hundred yards a game. He's not a Kirk Cousin, no, but he got to his receivers that had those yards after carry. They always had an open catch to the ball. He threw it at the right time. And he put the points on the board. Like, how many years have we been with a quarterback that couldn't put the points on the board? You know, he could diligently. And that's what got us to a 7-9 and nine record was because he built the confidence in all his receivers to catch the ball. So, you know, regardless of how much cap space we have, we're paying him for moral support at this point. But I want him to be on our team because that's that's who I trust. Moral support? Yes. So I, I looked up his stats to see, and he threw like six touchdowns and eight interceptions, which that is not the Alex Smith that he was. And I yeah. think – what we have to look at is he's not the guy he was in Kansas City. You know, where, like you said, well, you could trust him out there. He's not going to make the bad throw. He's not going to make the bad decision because he doesn't have the ability to move around anymore. So he's either checking it down or he's getting sacked. And I'll say four of those interceptions were all tipped balls by a receiver that couldn't catch the damn ball. <laughs> it wasn't him overthrowing it. It wasn't him throwing to the dang on linebacker. It was the receiver that couldn't catch the ball. And I saw you this too. He just pointed out six six touchdowns, eight interceptions. That's slightly better than what Dwayne Haskins did. 
and then we're going to pay this man $24 million next year for that? Being slightly better than the guy that we released, bro. Hey, Haskins didn't get us to the playoffs. I don't even why you going to stop it. Haskins didn't get us stop to the playoffs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dude. Hey, as much, as, when's the last time we went to the playoffs? What, 2000 or 2015? Right. That's the whole point yeah. of the is to get better. You're telling me that there's not better than Alex Smith out there? No, we're just talking about releasing him. And if, if, if it's just the money, my thing with releasing him is the fact that I think his playing days need to be over. You, you almost died in the surgery. So, bro, you don't need to be playing anymore. That's where I'm coming from. I get the cap and I get all these things you're talking about. But look, you cannot deny that his leadership in the locker room was huge. I understand what you're saying with the play, but come on now. So what if what are you gonna do, Sean? You're your GM and Alex Smith tells you, I'm not retiring. I'm playing next year. Then I'm keeping mm-hmm. him. And then and then we, we're gonna go along with the seat with the offseason and we're gonna see, but I'm keeping him at that point. Interesting. Unless we force unless we for or unless somebody makes the decision for me. Because you already know Dan Snyder can have that control. I mean, but somebody really will have to tell him we will retire you or get traded. What is your decision? Or other than that, he's going to say he's going to play for Washington next year. Hmm. No, he didn't. He said he wants to play next year, realizing that he knows that he might not be at Washington. Mm-hmm. That's the other side. I think he understands more, more than most that this is a business. Exactly. You he know, he saw what happened to AP. He he understands that side. So from that side of it, you know, then you know, do what's necessary. I'm talking about it from the personal side. The least I can do because the man daggone beat the Steelers. He was great for us. I'm talking it for the heart, man. I'm moving on, man. God, Bye. Yo, we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Yo, the next one. Dak is following Washington on Instagram. Abdul, you like it, love it, or hate it, man? I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. Um, like, to me, for real, like, honestly, it just means that, like, to me, I I want this man on our team, bro. Like, if that's, if that's, a, if that's a possibility, but all this, like, oh, he has connections with these people. Oh, he likes my Instagram. He he liked my mama's picture. No, nah, man, like that that stuff don't phase me, man. It's when they're in conversations, they're going to dinner with uh, Dan Snyder, and that's yeah. when I'm like paying attention. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. I like that. Then we could talk, right? Like, like they they talking business right now, yeah. right? If they if they at what what's it called DC Steak or DC Prime? DC Prime, right? And if they if they over there, right? Then we like let's go business, bro. And that's what I'm talking about. That's like that's what I'm watching for. But this whole like in Washington on IG, that don't mean nothing, man. That like that that don't mean nothing. Like honestly, let me know when he's at in Dan Snyder's yacht. Then let me let me know that. Okay, then we'll we'll talk. Right, right. <laughs> Yo, Will, what you got? Yeah, big old nothing burger. I mean, if anything, I think it, it could be be him him playing with Dallas right there or his agent playing with Dallas. Right, you know, right. We could go here, you know, type deal to try and get him paid. So 
I mean, great, you know, if, and if it happens, if he doesn't get rid by Dallas and he wants to look around, great, let's have a conversation. But I don't think it, it I don't think it's leading to anything. Yeah. Anti. I must I must say love it, man. I <laughs> I wish we take his behind. Like let, let, let's have him. Like here they already took Alfred Morris from us. And then he gonna sit there and do a bat swing against our team. Come on, come on, Dad. Come on, just 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 tell Jerry that you ain't gonna play with him next year. Like we hey. need, we actually need that from Dallas because we haven't taken anybody from their team in like ten years. Like we've always given them our our crumbs of people, and then they turn out to be a person on their team. Like no. No, let's they ain't take trying to get rid of him. And let's make him something. <laughs> yeah. Look, I loved it. Why? Because anytime we can slight the Dallas Cowboys in any way, yes. I absolutely love it. So if he wants to like us, come on and like us. You want us? We can roll out the red carpet for you, baby. I mm. love it. Come on, Dak. All right. Mm. Let's let's get back at the hater going right now. <laughs> I'm with that. And yo, and one more and like it, love it, or hate it. Washington hires Chris Polian as director of pro personnel. Will, I'm coming to you. How you feeling? I guess I like it because he has experience. He's been a GM at two different places. Um, so he's further down the the list of the front office. You know, we've got Martin Mayhew at GM and then Marty Herney, and then there's um, I think he might be underneath there, maybe even one below. No, he's below that. You got Eric Stokes and then him. So if he's fourth on the list, I got no problem with it. Yeah. Um, I don't like that they got who they got rid of to bring him in. I, I think they let a talented um, scout front office guy leave and Kyle Smith. So I don't like that. But I, I mean, sure, this is fine. You know, I don't. There's a, there's a lot of experience there now of guys who have, have been involved in picking players. And um, so, sure, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of, on this one. And, mm. yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know a lot about Chris, but, you know, I couldn't – who did he replace, Will? Who coming in that spot? So, they had – Kyle Smith was the he, he might have been director of pro personnel and then underneath him was was Eric Stokes and they yeah. actually they interviewed Eric Stokes to be GM they didn't with Kyle he's now in in Atlanta um, it, what we don't know about the the their front office is who are these guys responsible for you know who who found Terry McLaurin who found um, Antonio Gibson if it wasn't Kyle Smith. Yeah, I get nervous when I hear guys like Matt LaFleur, um, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan all wanted Kyle Smith when he was released. Or, you know, when those types of franchises want someone in our building, then I don't want him gone. So that that's what has me frustrated. But in Ron, we trust, you know. So if he didn't work with him very well in year one, then I I just gotta say, well, then maybe he is replaceable. Yeah, I, I definitely got to agree with you there. Like, I, you've got to have the right person. And this, he came from Indianapolis, right? No. Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Yeah. 
So, but that's not a good track record if that's no. not if that includes anything. So, you know, the prospects of that in the next couple of years, I'm gonna have to look at look at this guy and see if he's really picking, you know, to help us lose or to help us win. Right, right. And honestly, I, I like it. I, 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 I like it. I guess I don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of it's different. So yeah, I like the heritage. I like Polian. He's you know son of Polian, but like you guys said, the track record isn't great. Um, but if that if then if that line works and you know that family line, that family tree, and it would be great for us. But uh, I don't I don't know enough to really give you my my intel on it. Ab, what you thinking, man? I hate it for real. I I hate it for real. Like he came from Jacksonville. That's that's where he came from. Who they? What have they done? <laughs> like, what the hell have they done for us to be impressed with this Bama? For real, like, I'd rather have his daddy get his daddy on the phone. For real, like, mm -hmm. bring his daddy back and yes. let, like we work with him. Like, but unless he got his daddy on 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 the earpiece when he's making decisions. I'm not for this at all. You don't think father's not giving him some advice? What's up? You don't think father's giving not giving him advice? He's I mean, like, he's a grown ass man. I mean, I all I'm saying is that's the only only way. Only yeah. way this is okay. Only way. But his like to me, he came from Jacksonville, bro. Yeah. The last what two years they've had probably the worst record ever. Bamas, for real. Get them out of here, man. Yeah, real quick, shout out to Janae, who's watching this show all the way from Australia. Yeah. Talk about Jacksonville's way better than Washington. All this nonsense. <laughs> way better. Get out of here. Horrible. <laughs> well, it's good. Actually, let me see if I can set this out there. Yeah, but no, look, so I, again, I don't know as much about it, so I can't really speak on it. But like you said, Will, I know one thing about Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron wants his guys. And that's something that he said from the very beginning. We talked about it last week, Ab, with, about the quarterbacks and all those things. Like, he wants his guys. And if you're not his guy, he's made it clear that your time might be short. So I think if this is his move, this is what he wants. Let's follow him. Let's trust him and see what happens. Right. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the offseason. We talked about free agency over the last couple of weeks. Another thing we've been kind of hinting towards talking about, what should we do with the 19th pick in the draft? So, guys, we had the 19th pick in the draft because we made it to the playoffs. And with that, we put ourselves in an interesting situation. We're too too high to get a lot of the great guys, a lot of the studs, a lot of the franchise changers or builder guys that you can build around. Um, but we we have some room to get a couple people. So I'm gonna bring it to you. I'm gonna come to you first, Will. Um, where do you go at number 19? Okay, I'm gonna make the assumption that we have signed a receiver and signed a linebacker in free agency which then allows us to go get a left tackle with the 19th overall pick. I think they need to continue working on that line. I was impressed with Cornelius Lucas. He's not a household name, and he really didn't do bad at left tackle, but he didn't 
wow you. He, he was just one of those things where, like, you just – he didn't show up, but he didn't show up because he didn't get beat, but he wasn't doing anything special. And I think they know that. I think they know he's a solid player that that is serviceable, but he's not your future. And I think as we talk about, we've got some, you know, some – some young running backs we've got we should hopefully we'll have a young quarterback you know or someone to take over and i think if you can get a left tackle and and there's there's plenty in this draft and um i was listening to someone and he talked about how a lot of times if you look the left tackles that make it are the guys who go in the first round you know when you wait to the second or third you don't always get as, as lucky as your percentage of hits and so I think if, if you know, you're looking at, you're, you're not going to get the first couple. There's a dude out of Oregon, um, Sewell, or, you know, you're not going to get him, but there's a kid from uh, Virginia Tech. There's a guy from USC, um, Vera Tucker. I just think you could get someone there that could make that line better, um, and I think you're only going to get better as a team with that. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Anton, what you got, man? So with my, like, situation of of us being in Washington, I'm full on want to get a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, first round, I I I have been at talking to you guys about it and I'm really trying to get Rondell Moore from Purdue. 5'9, 180 pounds. He's a small receiver, which we need we need that slot receiver. Um for 35 catches, 270 yards with a 7.7 yard average that's pretty decent for a college kid and you know entering the year entering entering into nfl i would hope you know we have you know a good backup of receivers that he shines and proves himself that he can be you know get to the washington team during the draft and i hope they do choose him um We've spent what the last four years on our defense so much. You know, we've got a great standing front seven, without a doubt. But I think now is our time where we spend a little bit getting those outside people that support the rest of the team. Your wide receivers, your tight end, somebody to back up Logan Thomas. Um, Sprinkles there, but. I think we do need a backup that could be better than Sprinkle. Yeah. Um, down the road, you know, Logan Thomas is great, but I think, you know, with a backup, we can have a good blocker. We can have a better running game. We can have more options. With the slot receiver in the choosing, we need one bad. We need one. We use the check down so much. With McKenzie and everybody else, I think having past three to four yards would help our game of getting down the field. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Ab, what you got, man? Okay. Uh, Anton, uh, no disrespect, but um, you're wrong. Um, I don't think <laughs> I don't think you go slot receiver in the first round. Uh, just from past mistakes. Uh, done. Uh, who is the guy from Cincinnati? They uh, they picked him up ninth overall uh, about four years ago. He's like he was, and they still like he still hasn't played much. Um, but I don't. I just don't think we go slot receiver in the first round. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, I mean, we just, did like Garcon was 
a good choice we did. But they signed him, though. They didn't draft him. They signed him. That just scares me, man. I think of Rob Gardner. I think of Josh Doxon, man. We suck at drafting first-round picks at receivers. We have had trouble. Yeah. We have had trouble. Al, so, where do you think we should go? So, uh, I, hold on, man. Everyone else got to talk. I can't talk. <laughs> Come on, preach it to me, man. <laughs> Okay, uh, 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 I don't think we go linebacker in free agency. I think I don't think there's enough out there. So I don't, and I, but I don't see Ron paying premium price to get one um, a serviceable one. So uh, and um, I do like offensive tackle, but I would not be mad if they went cornerback uh, with the nineteenth pick. I think with the. Uh, with the free agents, we're anticipated free agencies that we're going to have with Darby and Monroe. Like we're going to be, we need a cornerback too. So that's that's a need that we haven't really emphasized on. But to me, I think our pick that we go with is linebacker, middle linebacker, and uh, the guys that I'm talking about is Jeremiah Ohusu, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yes, that dude. Bro, dude from North uh, Notre Dame, fat. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me, if th- that is exactly what we need, bro. Like that uh, for uh, our team defense, we need someone in the middle, just sideline to sideline. And honestly, like I said, I wish like cornerback. I wouldn't be mad at that, but linebacker, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, I think we're sleeping on on that. In that position, like we definitely need that middle linebacker, uh, and to step up. And like, I think we've needed that for years now. That's why we went after, um, two from San Francisco, uh, Ruben Foster, Ruben, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we, we really needed it for years, but I think we he played this year. No, he's been yeah, in, he's, he's still hurt, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And and I was reading or hearing about him where he is the guy who he can be linebacker, he can be a safety, he can cover the tight end. And look what tight ends are doing these days. They're blowing everyone up because you can't cover them. And Landon Collins can't cover tight ends, mm-hmm. you know. And and Cam Curl is is still too small. So it's like who's going to stick with them? And our linebackers can't. I mean, I. I really thought about linebacker too, and he, yeah, I love that that choice. Mm-hmm. Guys, I got, I got to go. I got to piggyback on what you were saying. Honestly, Ab, I, I completely agree. Um, I saw some mock drafts that had, the guy I like is Micah Parsons. Um, yeah, he's very highly ranked. I've seen some mock drafts that have him get picked to like seventh, but then mm-hmm. I've seen some where he drops down to like 18th or 19th. I think yeah. that that would be somebody or the guy that you were talking about, Ab. We could potentially, if we could get him at 19, that's great. If we had to maybe move up, maybe a pick or two to get him. I think it, I, I agree because that goes along with what we've been saying about needing those two linebackers to be able to cover the field. Right. That, we, we have that front line. Now let's solidify the next bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and Ab, again, I go with you on corners um, or, or more, more, more importantly for me, a safety. Because like you said, Landon Collins – it's serviceable, but not – he ain't going to cover the tight ends. He's not going to – I don't have as much faith in him. And F plus, F plus, Apke, 
I ain't oh. with him. He's Reed Dowdy number two. I'm so done with that Joker. Why so, is he still here? Bro. I don't know. He's, he's the next Adam Archuleta. He's the next Reed Dowdy. He's next. He's garbage. So I we need Reed somebody. Over him. Him. I mean, we, <laughs> we need to get somebody at that spot. We need to get rid of Monroe. Period. Like he got busted <laughs> so many times this year. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Abdul, you were talking. Let me show you how much of a nerd I am. I go on fanspeak.com and I do the seven round mock drafts. And I, I did exactly what you said. I'm with you. I went offensive line and then I went corner because Ronald Darby didn't have a bad year, but he was like, he played safe. Right. And I want someone now with that, with that defensive line, I want us to have Carolina's Josh Norman. I want someone to be that ball hawk, you know to really go after and make some plays. They need it. I'm with you. Corner. Need linebackers, need corners, but they do. Yep. And then, and then slot receiver. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Look, but look, I will say this. If Micah Parsons, if those if two's two not top linebackers leave, I love Rondell Moore, man. Guys, I love college mm-hmm. football. I dive into mm-hmm. it. So Rondell Moore out of Purdue is a solid receiver. If yeah. we have that, we need we still need a bigger number one, things like that. And I absolutely agree with you, Will, when it comes to the receivers we've gotten, going back to Michael Westbrook, you know, Rod Gardner, what uh Pruitt. Uh like I, I just I it numbs my it just kills me to think about all the crazy receivers we had. And we don't do good in drafting receivers. So, but I love Rondell Moore. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, Me too. he's he's a good receiver. If he can fall, and then we can somehow get him later, that'd be great. I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't think it. it no, I like the player. We're not going to be able to get him. Yeah. No, I love the player. Like you say, I think he's going to be he's going to be great. I just I, I'm kind of with Abdul, where I think we might be able to get someone not as good as him though, but a little bit later on. Yeah. And again, and and I'm glad we we talked about that because there's a lot of like you guys mentioned in in the pre-show, there is a lot of free agent wide receivers, and that's where I feel like we we can get some guys, man, and we can get some guys for you know perfectly cheap, or even spend up a little bit of money. We have a couple dollars, man, you know, and let's get a guy that's legit that'll take some pressure off of McLaurin. You know what I mean? I mean, I like that. So, but we also, but we also gotta understand. Like to me, I don't think it's too big of an issue because we've got those two um, two wide receivers, the huge wide receivers that like just been injured yeah. coming back too. Like we, they, we still don't know what they got. You know what I'm saying? HD yeah. yeah. uh, Armin, we still yeah. still waiting to see on them. Like, right? Why can't we give them a chance? You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying we. We need to shore it up with with a wide receiver. I think we do that through free agency. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on. Topic number five, final topic. We So we all heard the story about Russell Wilson this past week and the crazy rumor that he may be getting traded, he may be getting out. And then we realized he has had issues with the front office on the personnel and the people they brought in. So he feels that he deserves that kind of power, leverage, privilege, where he can talk to them and and say, hey, we need to get this guy, we need to get that guy. Apparently, they don't feel the same. Guys, 
when how do we feel about that? How much power should you give a quarterback? And I mean, do we does he have to earn that power? Uh, do we give it to him right away? But like like a Trevor Lawrence, uh, Anton, I'm gonna come to you. I mean, I gotta look at two things. Like, has he helped the team over three or four years? Like to stay consistent over a 500, you know, record. Has he like motivated his locker room to be better people so that he feels he has that presence over a team? Or has he done enough like a Dak where he's done all around the city, not just a team where he's, you know, motivated kids to play, do this and that? I feel like, you know, new quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, like, that's one of the few prospects I could see that would be able to even have an option, but even he can't even, you know, decide a team, what, what needs to happen, who needs to go, who needs to stay. Like you've got to have, you know, the ability like Aaron Rodgers, like the big Ben, like all of them, can, you know, snap a finger and you'd be gone or they'd be like whispering in the ear and they get a player in two weeks, you know, I just don't – I think I think you really got to be a motivation in the locker room to even have that prospect. So are we talking – and, uh, Ab, I'm coming to you. Uh, are we talking about – you have the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's and, and uh, Big Ben, Drew Brees, these type of guys. But, I mean, is there a certain criteria? Do you have to win X amount of rings? Or do you have to have been there for X amount of years? Like, when do you give him the keys – to essentially the franchise and say, hey, you can, we're going to come to you for some of these things, Ab. Uh, to me, I think the moment you re sign them to a lengthy contract, uh, like a quarterback contract, that's when you give them the right. Uh, to me, it's, to me, I think quarterback is just another coach, it's a coach on the field. Right. So if you are treating your coach on the field with that same respect, then um, what do you have? Like, what what can you really set? Like, to me, I just think that's when you give – that's when you give that uh, – the coach on the field that respect. Like, you, it's when you sign them for that long period of time. Um, and to me, especially with Russ Wilson, uh, uh, Russ Wilson, he's getting his ass whooped, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on. Why can't he have a say? Like, bro, why aren't y'all focusing on offensive line? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can run, but I, don't, I shouldn't have to. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that dude runs three, like 10 miles a game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The dude <laughs> runs in circles, and they're like, okay, that's just rust and everything like that. But no, but to me, it's like, why is it okay that Brady is able to call out the play once, but we question everybody else when they want to do it? Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. Will, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I think of the two quarterbacks where this come up this offseason. I don't think they're wrong. Aaron Rodgers has a couple years left, and what did they do last year to make them better? You know, they drafted his replacement. I'd be pissed too. Like, dude, I got one more year left. We yeah. got a championship ch- chance here. We made it all the way to the championship game, and then you took the ball out of my hands that close of a team. And exactly. 
does better. He has every right to be ticked off. And like Abdul, you just said, Russell Wilson's been running for his life the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, I don't. I, I think you're setting a dangerous pr- uh, principle if you say once you re-sign him to that big deal. I get it. That makes sense because you are committing. Um, I, but I look at it more of like you've been in the league eight, ten years. You've been with a team eight, ten years. You might have an idea of what type of player works for for you. And maybe that's when you can start giving some some feedback there of like in our system, in me, this is the guy I need. This is the what I work well with. But I think – until then, you got to be relying on your your personnel guys to put the right right players out there. Right. Yep. Yep. Actually, right. and 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 guys, yeah, I I agree. I think Russ, I think Russ needs that power. He's given you his his heart and soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your heart, your team has revolved around him. He's ba- nearly got you two Super Bowls. If it hadn't been for a, a, a stupid coach telling you to throw the ball on the one yard line instead of giving yeah. it to beast mode. You yeah. would have back-to-back Super Bowls, so you yeah. know what I mean. So, so you you got to you got to give him that kind of because, and, and, and I'm glad you will. I'm glad you brought up Aaron Rodgers because it's the same thing. Like Aaron is sitting here saying, "I've been I've been your franchise, and you have the audacity to get a quarterback." Yeah, and this isn't a Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? This isn't right. like the next thing. This is Jordan Love. Didn't they start releasing some of their receivers too to be like, all right, well, we're facing this guy. This guy. It's, rid- it's ridiculous, man. So, and, and you have some guys like a Tom, but then you see the other side. You see a Tom Brady who says, uh, I want a, I want AB. I want Antonio Brown. And he comes. You know, he says, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to come over here and play for you guys and I'll bring Gronk with me. Rock was wrestling a year ago at this time. I know. I watched. <laughs> he was sitting on his butt with brother and You know? Come on. I'm just saying. Certain people have that pull. You give it to a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees. These guys have it. A Big Ben maybe has a little bit more leadway, but they've earned that. They've earned that. Right. Um, Russ, I think, has earned that. I think it's a disservice to him. The fact that we're even having this discussion about him potentially leaving – because they're not they're they're doing it like that like that messes with me but they need to give him help o line and d line and coaching um i mean breeze did it with camara didn't he hmm. tell you man they need yeah. help hey he needs help so hey i'm with it anybody else got anything to say on that one i'm good to go Named all the big names that we could with that <laughs> with that <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, yo, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another exciting episode of Washington Football Weekly. Guys, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, I, I look forward to next week. Right. I, I, I'm already doing Ooh, research. I yeah. got my notepads. I got my little, little note sheets. <laughs> Ready to go. You know what I mean? So, oh, yo, I, I love it. Next week. What happened? Talking wide receivers next week. Let's oh, yeah. We're talking wide out. We're talking yeah. wide out. Hey, yeah, my squat receivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and guys, we hey, we hope you join us. We hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we hope you come back for more. And maybe next week, Abdul will have a shirt on. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, regardless, we will still be here live and direct. 8 o'clock right here on Washington Football Weekly. We'll see you next week, guys.
Bye. Bye.